the very first episode of the Craft Crew Podcast. My name is Ben, and I am joined by my co-hosts tonight, Rachel and Jacob. What's happening? Howdy. Um, we were supposed to have Matt and Kate with us tonight, but due to some technical difficulties, they were unable to join us on this one, but we will see them in July, for sure. Um, I know Matt feels really bad, and I don't know, things happen. It's all right. Yep. It's not his fault. But, um, yeah, we're just, we're all sitting here together enjoying some brewskis. You betcha. Um, I have a beer here called I Drink Your Milkshake. I Drink Your Milkshake, as in the uh, quote from There Will Be Blood when Daniel Day-Lewis is beating the crap out of Paul Paul Dano. Dano. And uh, it's a blueberry milkshake IPA. From Streetside Brewing in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I, I really like this. I'm into the kind of cloudy, hazy New England styles that are going around right now that everybody seems to be making. Um, and this one's just got a ton of fruit in it. And when it's brewed with lactose, which makes it like a little creamy tasting. Um, so it really does kind of taste like a smoothie when you drink it. We found out it's not a totally unique name. Unfortunately, yeah. Apparently, there's a brewery in Ho Chi Minh City <laughs> making an I drink your milkshake, and it's classified on Untapped. It's classified as a New England IPA. That one in Ho Chi Minh City. So I didn't realize. Maybe there the was Taiwanese it a specific brewery, or maybe they're just drinking it. No, no, no. It was a specific brewery. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, I just think that's crazy that they're drinking New England IPAs in uh, Vietnam. Yeah. The fact that there is even like microbreweries in Vietnam is awesome. I mean, Vietnam has become way more of a tourist destination lately, I think. It's not really like the worried about the communism aspect as much. It's not the, the 70s anymore, but I didn't think they'd have a lot of microbreweries, but apparently yeah, they do. Rachel, what do you think of this one? It's interesting. Um, I think that the like contrast between the hops, like the creaminess is sort of weird. Yeah. But I, I think I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no. kind of one of those that I think I need to drink it a little bit more to decide. Yeah. Um, I, this was kind of a, when we first had this, because we're all friends and we really yeah. like mm-hmm. the movie There Will Be Blood. Actually, I, 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 I don't really like it as much as they do, but having another sip, it's all right. Yeah. It's okay. For me, I'm not a huge fruity guy in my beer. So. Yeah. But there's a lot of vanilla in this too. That's Which true. I think mm-hmm. is what makes it better. Yeah. Um, I just love the Daniel Day-Lewis picture. Yeah. I wish you could see it. It's Daniel Day-Lewis sipping a milkshake out of a straw. We'll post We'll post a picture. We've got a few beers here that we're trying tonight, but so we'll post a picture of everything that we're drinking on tonight's show, and we'll put it on our Instagram. Be sure to follow us at, at, at Craft Crew Pod. I think we're just on Instagram uh, yeah. right now. We're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this is awesome, and I know that when I first heard about this beer coming out, I called you guys. I said, we need to go to Streetside and <laughs> get this beer because we're movie movie idiots and anybody that is, you know, if anybody's listening to this show that listens to me on The Real, I mean, kind of goes without Ben saying. likes his movies. Yeah. He's kind of a movie guy. <laughs> so much that I like to drink them too. Um, so what else have we been drinking tonight? Well, We've we have got... another Streetside beer, right? Mm-hmm. This raspberry beret. Yeah. And this is another fun one. Uh, again, like Rachel said, also from Streetside in Cincinnati. 
And Raspberry Beret is a Raspberry Berliner Weiss. And so it's a little bit lower ABV than a, like an IPA. Um, and it's uh, more tart, uh, tart in flavor. There's not a whole lot of hop characteristic to it. Um, extremely fruity and I mean it pretty much tastes exactly like a raspberry it's just fruity and tart the entire way but for like a hot day um, this you really can't do much better than something like this I think um, so it's really not like a sour or no it's, like it's a, okay I think it's like a um, it says it's a burner yeah um, I don't know. I think maybe a Berliner is a kind of sour. We're not as good at classifying beers. No, we like to not. think we are. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's like this style like and then uh, Goza, like the Goza style, which is what that other one is. We'll talk mm -hmm. about in a yeah. second. Um, and then farmhouse ales are usually pretty tart. Oh, yeah. I just tried the Raspberry Beret and it is tray tart. Yeah. It is tray tart. I, I like that. I though. honestly think I like that better than the I drink your milkshake. Do you? Yeah. I definitely like this one. I mean, I like this I one. This is this is what I was saying though. Like I feel like after it kind of sits for a minute, it starts to taste a little Yes. We did say that earlier. Let it breathe a little bit. Let it breathe I mean, a little bit. I mean, it is a warm. fruit alcohol. It needs to breathe, I guess, like yeah, wine. Like wine. And yeah, and that's the good thing about street size. They're all about using, you know, real fruit and fresh ingredients in their beers. Which is why they tell you to, I mean, both of these cans say to drink, keep the keep the beer cold and drink it fresh. Otherwise, the fruit could re-ferment with the alcohol in there. And then if that happens, cans explode. Yeah. I've seen pictures of people that have gotten beers with fresh ingredients and stuff explodes all over the inside of their car and, you know, in their kitchen sink and whatever. Um, so yeah, I really like this one a lot. And this is this is one raspberry beret. In addition to I drink your milkshake, I guess. But these are two that people just clamored for a long time for street side to put in cans. And so it's nice that they finally did. Mm. Um. So what's going on? Like I don't know. I know you guys are new to this whole thing too. But like, are there other styles or anything like styles of beer or anything uh, that you've kind of seen or tasted? Not necessarily that we've got in front of us right now. Anything well, you, you like right now? One of the... We both like Urban Artifact, and I'm really a big fan of their Key Punch. Yeah. Which is like a key lime sour beer, and yeah. they're famous. That's a key lime goes. I I think that's one of the best beers I've had in a long time, actually. Yeah. And the, one of the best... And beers with a like, cause I I'll be honest, I'm a guy who likes a beer that tastes like a beer. Yeah, I like a I like a Miller Lite too. It's a fine <laughs> Pilsner beer, but I think Key Punch, it's it's really balanced well, and I think it's super like that is my ideal beer for a hot day. hot day. Yeah, yes, I think it's 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 refreshing too. I feel like the Raspberry Beret you're talking about having that hot day, that'd be nice to have like one of those. But I feel yeah. like Key Punch you could have like two or three of those. Yeah, and Key Punch is like I said, a Key Lime Goza at Urban Artifact in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and so and they do mainly sour beers. I think that's yeah. what really separates them from the pack is they're almost exclusively different types of sour beers, not very hoppy. Yeah. Not high bitterness. And another brewery too that you know Urban Artifact they use a lot of fresh ingredients. Like street side does. I, this is gonna. Say, I can't remember what it was, but they were, they brewed a beer. I didn't have it last time, but some of our friends did when we were there. That had, allegedly, the only indigenous fruit 
to Ohio. Yeah, the pawpaw. It was yeah. called uh, the pawpaw. I think it was called Hypatia. Um, was the name of the beer. And I and I asked the bartender for a taste on our way out. Yeah. It was probably one of the better beers I've ever had. Really? Uh, it was. I mean, it was really fruity tasting, but. I mean, you still got kind of that, like, urban artifact kick in it. Yeah. But it wasn't nearly as tart as anything that they, like, some of the normal no, stuff no. that they have. Some of the stuff can, I'm not a huge sour guy, yeah. so it was, some of their stuff is a little much for me. But yeah, this Hypatia at Urban Artifact is brewed with three pounds per gallon of Ohio-grown pawpaw fruit in a 3.4 pH Midwest fruit tart ale base. And this was a beer that I know was super limited, like, it's been yeah. it's long gone by this point. Um, cause I asked them about it when we were there last and, um, cause I was looking to go get a growler filled Yeah, and they and were they, like, they didn't do growler fills. No, still, they didn't right? even do like howler or crowler fills. They were like, um, Just yeah, only, we can't, only we can't, on draft. You can only get it in a pour at the draft, at the tap room. Um, and they said it was like a super experimental batch that they might bring back sometime down the line well, if I, people keep requesting. I mean, how much way. access to pawpaw fruit do you have either? It's probably only know. seasonal and. In small quantities, I imagine. Yeah. And I know that they, I think they've got their own farm in out in Athens, Ohio, that they get a lot of their ingredients from. And, uh, again, they're limited by what they can grow in season. Um, but I know, I think they're getting ready to release some more of this in July, but they have a pickle beer what? that's getting ready to come out. That's like, I mean, I haven't had it, but from what I've heard, it's like, there are people that are just super into weird experimental beers that really like it, and others that are like, "This is drinking pickle juice." Like, <laughs> I can't imagine that tasting. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm I like beer. I don't like fruity stuff and I don't like sour stuff, but when you get like salty <clears throat> and spicy things in beer, like a good jalapeno beer, I don't think I like a good jalapeno. I don't think beer. it gets a whole lot better than that on a summer day. Uh, uh, like a, <clears throat> a good jalapeno beer. Yeah. Sorry, our dog the is dog barking in the back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, what else do we have over here to try? We got one other open one right now. Yeah, well, we got a Dogfish Head Sea Quench Ale Session, if I could say it right, Session, session. Sour. And it is similar to the Key Punch a little bit. It's a yeah. sour Goja Ale. I mean, well, is it secondly it's a, a It's a, I mean, I'm, not, I'm like, don't Sure, fun. it's a sour Whatever. beer. It's a sour beer. <laughs> but it has lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. Kind of tastes like a margarita. Yeah, it, and getting a lot of hints of that, and it's another good summary beer. I'm a big fan of it. It is a goza, and it's uh, just looking at Untapped. It's sitting at a 3.74 uh, global rating for for Untapped, um, which I think is a little bit low. I actually really I like this. I think that's pretty low too. I, I mean, like this one a lot. That's not a bad score, but I feel like a lot of the beers that I see that are like the really good beers are like four and, yeah. and above. Um, this, I think, deserves at least a four. Dogfish Head is probably a pro. I'm sure there's some sour people yeah. on Untapped that they didn't like it. Because Dogfish Head is a pretty accessible, large brewery yeah. around the country. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one's really good. Like Jake said, a little bit of sea salt flavor in there, but it's you know a it's lot good. of lime flavor, too. So it, like, it really yeah. does taste like a margarita in a glass. Like I know you can, you know, if you want to drink your Bud Light Lime Maritas, that's fine. But I would this is suggest, this is a million times better than that. I would suggest lot. reaching for the dog. It's fish better than that. a Corona with a lime in it, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Um, so, but you guys are 
I mean, we're all from Cincinnati originally, but you guys... Well, no, we're not. I mean, oh, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I'm originally from Louisville, <laughs> yes. Kentucky, so... But yeah, um, sorry. I, know, I knew There's that. only an hour and a half to, it, along the Ohio <laughs> River. It's all blends. Um, we all drink the same water. Right. Well, Louisville has. Well, do we though? Because Louisville water is real special. <laughs> but, but you guys are now living in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, yes. which is about three and a half, four hours southwest of Cincinnati. Yep. And um, you guys so have. Um, not. I mean, Hopkinsville doesn't have quite the bustling beer scene that no. Cincinnati does. Mm-hmm. But, do, I mean, do you, you guys beer? have. I mean, you're not for want of craft beer down there no. if you if you know where to look. So, I mean, what's going on kind of in the well, south central Kentucky region? There is a brewery in Hopkinsville, Hopkinsville Brewing Company. I think they missed out on calling it Hoptown. Yes, they did. Why did they not call it Hoptown? Because Hoptown. everyone calls Hopkinsville Hoptown. Yes. But I digress. Um, <laughs> they have a lot, very small, limited amount of... Uh, beers usually but they usually do a pretty good job with it they are into experimenting too like yeah. a lot of these smaller breweries and i think they're they're more than just about beer though they're a fixture in the community especially in as small as town as hopkinsville is yeah so i think they bring a much needed um creative aspect to the town and then there's also uh we we all went to western kentucky university in bowling green yeah. mm-hmm. the and there is a brewery in Bowling Green that we like called White Squirrel, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of good stuff too. They're also a really good restaurant. I, honestly, great their, food. Their food may be better than their beer. Their food is. <laughs> I think their food is better than their beer because their beer. I wish that they had the capacity to kind of like. They are branch more of, out a little they bit. They need to branch out. I was just thinking that they have their you know three or four staple beers and they don't really stray from that. Well, because I think they have a good Kolsch. I like they their do Kolsch. have a good Kolsch, um, but. So you can find White Squirrel's beers in a, a like a rather limited distribution, kind of around the Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio. I I, I don't know if they're in Ohio because I um, but I found some up here one time, yeah. and um, up here being north, like in northern Kentucky. I'm sorry. Um, and when I looked at like the can, I expected to see like you know brewed and canned by White Squirrel Brewing in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It says. Brewed and canned by White Squirrel Brewing, Gadsden, Alabama. Hmm. Uh, which kind I of mean, threw me off because the White Squirrel name is pretty niche for Bowling Green, yeah. Kentucky. Uh, because of the famous White Squirrel population that lives kind of in and around the Western Kentucky campus. Um, so, I don't know if that just means they have a small production facility in Gadsden. That's kind of what I thought it yeah. was. And then everything else is in Bowling Green. I'm sure that's what it is. My guess, still, is, I thought that, that my was guess weird. is they brew some of their beer. Probably the stuff that's on tap is brewed in Bowling Green. And yeah. then you're right. They probably maybe they just have it stuff bottled there. Who knows? Yeah. Right. I mean, hey, Sam Adams is brewed in Cincinnati, and they still call it Boston Lager. Hot so dog. What, what do you, what do you <laughs> well, want? And Sam Adams is getting ready to open their uh, like a tap room at the production facility and over the Rhine. That'd be cool. Um, it's going to be a tap room and like restaurant. That'd be uh, real cool. So everybody's super stoked for that. Because they're not gonna, like they're gonna have this like the Sam Adams staples, but apparently they're also gonna be brewing a lot of stuff that's gonna be like local, like special just, for like, Cincinnati, like test products. To say yeah. hey, if it works here, right? Maybe we'll do it countrywide. Who knows? Get, yeah. So I know everybody's stoked for that. I think I was seeing uh, our friend, uh, the gnarly gnome of the Cincy Brewcast, keeps saying, you know, he was telling me summer, like late summer, but I think I think fall is probably a more realistic date, uh, fall of this year for the. Sam Adams Tap Room opening. 
Um, but you guys also are near Clarksville, Tennessee, and there's a handful of microbreweries there. Black Horse. Black Horse. They have uh, a good... Star Spangled uh, Brewery is down yeah. there. Black Horse is good... Uh, they call it Barnstormer Red Ale. That's mm-hmm. their none of their stuff is really branches out that much. It's not amazing, but their food again, their food is again, really the good. Food is, good. <laughs> food is better <laughs> than really beer good. in that part of the country, I guess. But um one place that doesn't have food in West Kentucky and has really good beer is Dry Ground. I was hoping in Paducah. You'd mention that Paducah Dry Ground's brewing they're great. They're I, some of the best beers I've had yeah. honestly have come from Dry Ground and I'm not a huge IPA, hoppy guy. I'm again. I kind of stick to the basics, but yeah. the stuff they make is really good, and they experiment a little bit. They are, they are really into the IPAs, but I think they do a great job. And they have really cool space too, uh, near downtown Paducah. Yeah. So we don't get there a whole lot, but you can find a lot of their stuff around Kentucky, especially in uh, bars that have a lot of craft breweries. Or no, yeah, craft, craft breweries mm-hmm. listed there. Yeah, you can find dry ground stuff a lot. They're really good. Nice. I, would, I had a dry ground beer at um, Bach Fest in Louisville. Yeah, nice. they have it at Hopcat as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I come down y'all's way for a visit, I would like to try to get up there. I know it's not like right next door or anything, but I, we should, I would we like should to try dry yeah, ground someday. It. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Um. So what's next on our little tasting list? I think we have two more to crack that we haven't. Well, quite tasted yet we went to uh, rachel and me went to the cincinnati zoo today and we saw the famed baby hippo fiona and we're about to open up the team fiona new england style ipa brewed by listerman in cincinnati so let's crack that open here i'll give you give everybody some that's plenty that's all right <laughs> Jake just gave me a nice. <laughs> ben might be staying pour. the night. <laughs> nice, healthy boy. I just want to make sure everybody gets. I mean, it's a pretty tall can. Yeah, sure. it's a tall boy can. <laughs> it's at least it's sixteen. Sixteen ounces. Not not point. quite a tall boy. Yeah. But um, so this is us here, kids, to the craft crew. To the craft crew. Cheers. Craft crew first podcast. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, New England style IPA. Yeah. Uh, so, but it, I mean, we have, so we were talking about, I drink your milkshake and I drink your milkshake technically is a, is also like a new England IPA with but, tons but what, of different flavors. But what separates yes. this, but what separates the, I drink your milkshake from like a normal new England IPA, like the Fiona is that this is brewed with lactose and oatmeal, which makes it smoother and yeah. creamier. Which is why it tastes. They Plus call it also it, has the blueberry flavors. In yeah, it. and so that's why, like a style like this would be called a New England milkshake IPA. Yeah. If you were to order one at a bar, that is just a strict New England style IPA with kind of the hazy. I mean, super hazy, yeah. almost right. like super a, cloudy. You can't see through it. At it's all. like a pineapple yellow color, um, but I mean, you got all of your sort of, you know, it even tastes a little like pineapple. Mm. Not super hoppy. Not super hoppy. Little pineapple, maybe a little mango in there. Um, does it say what hops are brewed or it's brewed with? Uh, brewed with Citra and Centennial hops. Five point eight percent ABV. Pineapple paste in there. Yeah. So that one's good. And uh, again, uh, I, see, I feel your mango. You, I definitely you taste feel the. Bit. I definitely taste the mango, especially on the back end. Yeah, totally. Um, it's a little bit. It's not super hops forward, like. I'm not getting hit with it or in the aftertaste. I mean, the aftertaste is almost 
yeah. devoid of top hops, honestly. Yeah. That's what makes these New England IPAs dangerous, and that's why I think a lot of people like them. A lot of people are drinking them right easy now. Easy drinking. It's they're easy to drink. A lot of them are you know between five and a half and like sometimes eight uh, percent ABV. A lot of places now I'm seeing are starting to do like double or imperial New England IPAs, <laughs> oh my God. and those ones those ones have ABVs pushing ten percent. A lot of the ones I've had are actually really good, but I think I had one. Please somewhere drink that responsibly. Wasn't. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, those those Imperial IPAs will mess you up if you're not careful. Um, I almost brought one for us to try tonight, but I figured since you guys went to the zoo, we should do the Fiona. That's a good one. Very fitting. I like that. Um, and Listerman Brewing in Cincinnati is well known for the several New England IPAs that they. Make. Almost every beer that they brew is either a New England IPA or some kind of stout. Uh, and, you know, obviously each one is different in terms of, you know, the ingredients that they use and the flavors they want to put, put into it and whatever. So they come up with a lot of goofy things sometimes. But, I mean, almost uh, Listerman, Listerman releases a new can and or cans like every other week. And nine times out of ten, it's a New England IPA. Uh, they even did one for the Terracotta Army exhibit that's at the Cincinnati Art Museum right now. It's a it's a New England Red IPA. Uh, but again, it's that's good. the most Cincinnati thing yeah. ever. In Cincinnati, they make a beer for everything that happens. There's like four different FC Cincinnati beers for yeah. the soccer team. We love our soccer team. There's a team we love our hippo. Yeah, Team Fiona, Fiona. beer. And then there's the Terracotta Army. The Terracotta Army. And then everybody's getting into the local ice creams, too. Well, like. And um, another local brewery did. We just had a music festival called Bunbury. It was a three day music festival. And there's a beer specifically brewed for that, too, called Buzz, because yeah. it's a bee themed kind yeah. of music festival. And I think Buzz, we don't have any Buzz to try tonight, but I've had it before. It's a honey style Kolsch, I believe, right? And it's brewed by it was, Braxton. I don't know. We went to, it was at the store. It is, it is brewed by Braxton. I think it's a honey kolsch. Um, and it's not bad. Again, it's they make it specifically yeah. for you to drink while you're sweating your your insides out. <laughs> we actually... Which me, we did we at went, Bunbury. I went to Bunbury. Well, we both went to Bunbury. And, um, you stuck it out all three days. Yeah, all three days. Mind. All three days of it. Yeah. And we didn't have Buzz beer, but we had some beers from 50 West. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had a white ale. Not the best, honestly. Yeah, Fifty West is hit or miss. Kind of, kind of devoid of flavor. But you had, I had an IPA that was, I did like. Yeah, from, it was pretty. It was way better. I West. wish I'd got the IPA from Fifty West. I really was not a fan of your white ale. No, the white one yours was called. I don't remember what it was called. Do you remember? No, I don't even. I don't remember seeing the name. I did it have a good. Seemed like just a very basic yeah. IPA. I did and have a good I IPA at Fifty West one time, but I don't remember what it was. Fifty West is a staple in Cincinnati. They've been around. It is. For They've a been while. around for a long time. They're kind of like the. Old Guard in Cincinnati Brewing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Bunbury was fun. Just from the oh. couple of ounces we've had from these beers, Team Fiona might be my favorite. Honestly. Really? Yeah. That's surprising since you're not a big IPA. No, fan. I'm not. But again, this is not super hoppy. This is definitely not a like getting zapped with hops yeah. beer. Right. I like the Dogfish Head, uh, Sea, Salt, Sequench. Lime. Lime, black lime, too, in there. Yeah. Sour beer, that's pretty good, too. Um, but, yeah, so... I what other beers have you been trying, Ben? Because you are... You are an I'm a man about town. You're a man about town in the Cincinnati brew scene. Uh, 
Well, um, like I said, you're kind of the reason we're all here. Let's be honest. <laughs> every, well, thanks. Everybody's making these New England IPAs, and I like to keep drinking them. Uh, <laughs> I had one actually the other day that I wasn't as I was a little bit disappointed in. It was a it was again another New England milkshake style IPA that was brewed by Land. They're called Land Grant, and uh, it's a brewery out of Columbus, Ohio. And again, a collaboration with Streetside Brewing. Um, and Land Grant had an event, like a tapping event, and can release on Friday night. Um, and then Saturday, Streetside came down with like cans from the release because they went up there and they brought some back. Um, but they weren't like I thought. Like really, my my goal this past weekend from the recording of this podcast uh, was to go to Streetside and get like a six pack of cans to take home. So I so I walk up to the bar and I ask. Uh, for, I guess, a, I wanted to get, like, I asked for if I could get cans of this beer. It's called Got Fuzz, and like I said, it's a New England milkshake IPA. Um, and I asked, I said, can I get, like, a six-pack of cans of the Got Fuzz and then three tasting glasses for me and my two friends because we want to crack one? She goes, well, we're not selling them in six-packs. I can give you a can. Just and then one I can. can. Get, yeah, she gave me, huh. it's a 12-ounce can. And so just a re- it was like Man, she huh. she went to the cooler, handed me like a twelve ounce can and three tasting glasses, and we went and uh, you know I sat there and drank it with our friends uh, Chad and Drew, um, and so I mean, the, well the double whammy was they I couldn't take any of that home because they didn't have any to sell me. The second whammy was uh, they had a really really good another really good fruit beer at Streetside that was a double blueberry lemonade like sour smoothie type thing. Ooh, that sounds great. And it was like they were only doing half pours of it, so they would give you a half pint. Um and when we were drinking it, like by the time the glass was empty, it looked like you had finished a smoothie. There was like <laughs> oh there God. was like fruit pulp on the sides of it. Um, That's the way I remember the first time we had a drinker milkshake. It was like it looked like a smoothie when you got done with it. Yeah. Um but, like, the three of us were sitting there drinking that beer, and we were like, oh, my God, this is one of the best things ever. And so, um, Streetside had, had teased on their Instagram that day that they had, like, 30 crowlers of that beer, like, ready, like, full labeled, yeah. ready to go. So, I went there, I went up there, and while I was asking her about this Got Fuzz, I also asked if they had any crowlers left, and she's like, I'm sorry, I think we just sold out. <laughs> so, I didn't get my Got Fuzz to take home, and I didn't get any of this other really good blueberry lemonade beer. Um, but we tried this Got Fuzz, and I just wasn't impressed. It just, I don't know, it didn't taste... From the four ounces you had of it? I know. It wasn't as creamy as you'd come to expect a a New England milkshake IPA to be. It just tasted like kind of an average, not even a good New England IPA. It was like, just the most average, basic, like, we could have made at home New England IPA. And then it had, it was... Uh, it says it was brewed with peach, apricot, and lactose, and I didn't really get a ton of fruit in it, uh-huh. so I was I was disappointed in that one. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but like I said, that blueberry lemonade I'm, I'm dreams about that blueberry lemonade beer. <laughs> um, and then we also had one there called cereal milk. Um, again, the street side likes to dabble with all these crazy fruit things. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think and lactose ser- things too. Yeah, I think I cereal say, I'm milk. Sure that had lactose. Yeah, I think cereal milk was a was a blonde ale. It was a blonde ale with lactose and 
blueberries and strawberries, I think, was what that one was. That was pretty good. Sounds good. So kind of a mixed berry deal. Yeah, it wasn't as good as like what an IPA, like a New England IPA would be with that, but um, it wasn't bad. Um, what else have I been drinking? I also was at Fibonacci Brewing Company in Cincinnati on Saturday. Had a couple up there. Um, they've got a Hazy Daisy New England IPA that's pretty good. The uh, the Oberhausen Kolsch at Fibonacci was all right, and then um, again talking about a double talking about a double IPA, the Earth Daisy at Fibonacci in Cincinnati was really good. Um, but yeah, uh, looks like we're gonna move on to our next and last tasting beer here. Uh, Jake, what did you just crack open? The Wooden Cask, which is a brewing company in Newport, Kentucky. I'm a big fan of them. They have a bourbon barrel aged stout called Corruption. So bourbon barrel stuff came around, I don't know. Was Kentucky bourbon barrel ale the really the first one, or was that just the most popular? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I have to do some research on that. Um, I know that it was, you know, it's kind of one of those mass-produced craft beers, at least around here. You can find it anywhere all the time. Um... Yeah, and four packs for twelve dollars. Yeah, and <laughs> then cheap. a lot of, and then a lot of like you know more micro operations have started to kind of get into the uh, barrel aging game, either in bourbon barrels or places are doing. Like I know Mad Tree has been releasing stuff that's come out of different kind of wine barrels. Um, some places are even doing rum, and uh, uh, I know I think Streetside again is getting ready to do a tequila barrel. Oh, interesting. Yeah, some something in tequila barrels. But, yeah, so it's a big deal around here right now, these, you know, liquor barrel-aged beers. You know, I'm trying to look it up, but in Louisville, I'm fairly certain there's um, Goodwood, a yeah. brewery that BBC does one too. ages everything in, in barrels. Is everything aged in it's, barrels? I'm not sure if it's everything. I'm trying to look it up right now to see what I can learn. Well, but I did stop there when we went to the Bachfest, so yeah. I had one of their IPAs. It was pretty good. Jacob, you need to taste this. Have you ever had this before? Wooden no, corruption, corruption from wooden cask. It doesn't even really taste like a beer. It tastes like a bourbon ball. Yeah, like <laughs> you, the your smell. It's totally. I mean, you it's get totally invaded by bourbon. Yeah. The second you it is, get it, is heavy you get bourbon. A couple inches from it, and that's not a horrible thing if you mm. like bourbon. But for people who don't like bourbon, I'm sure it's kind of yeah. like eh. There's a lot of bite on that one. But, I mean... It's good. It tastes I, like... I, if you like a bourbon barrel ale, or bourbon barrel stout, or whatever... Uh, yeah. yeah. It's... <laughs> I mean, you'll like this. Yeah. Um, this, Definitely not something you drink on a summer day. No. The first time I had this, this was... This is a good winter beer. Yeah. The first time I had this was, I think, actually... Uh, I went down to, I guess, Wooden Cascade. It was like a one-year anniversary slash like craft and music, craft, you know, artisan and like music fair. And my dad is big into like bluegrass music and yeah. like and craft beer too. And so he's like, oh, this thing's going on at Wooden Cask. We should go check it out. He likes darker beers. Too, he likes though. darker beers too. My dad does. And um, so, uh, you know, we went down there and we're hanging out and. I saw this on the menu for the first time, and I got I ordered one, and I tasted it, had my mind blown for a minute, and then I brought it out to him, knowing that he likes bourbon and he likes dark beers, so what's not to like? And so I handed it to him, and I said, you just go ahead and taste this. 
<laughs> and he tries it and he looks at me. He's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I said, is that not the best thing you've ever had? He's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because, I mean, it really just tastes like if you've ever had a bourbon ball, a bourbon ball is like a candy in that you get in Kentucky. It's actually that, closer to cookie. I mean, it's made with like cookie crumbles and bourbon and usually like chocolate sometimes. Usually some kind of nuts too, right? Yeah, yeah there's like those... walnut, like chopped up walnuts yeah. and bourbon. Um, and yeah, like Jake said, some sort of like uh, maybe a cookie crumble. And then it's coated in chocolate. There's like a bourbon kind of nougat with nuts that they make. And then they coat that in chocolate, like in a ball shape. Um, and so that's what this tastes like. You get a, It's bourbon, chocolate, and a little bit of like kind of woodiness yeah. from the barrel. But... I mean, I, you I can't think, go yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's it. You got it. It's the bourbon. Smell the smell is a little... It's really, really burning. Well, the reason I went to... So, the story with these... like, So, Wooden Cask has bottles of this corruption beer. Um, and so, they don't have it all the time. They... Uh, uh, I was out at another uh, place that just opened up um, near where I live called Alexandria Brewing Company. And I just went down there one, like, Tuesday to check it out. And, um, I was sitting at the, at the bar having a flight and, um, this, you know, another patron across the bar, we were, you know, got to talking for a second and he said, uh, have you had corruption at wooden cask? I said, yes, I have. He said, have you had the new batch that they just released? I said, wait, they released a new batch. And he goes, well, yeah. And this one's like got even more like, he's like, this one's even more strong than the first batch yeah he goes it tastes like it he goes the first batch was like around 10 percent. this is like over 12 was this one well i think that's from the second the, from the latest batch which is why so that's what i'm that's what i was that's getting why to it smells and tastes that's like why it's bourbon. so you know crazy bourbon flavor right now but that's that's why i got these bottles is because like after he said that i was like oh man i gotta get on that and i went from alexandria brewing to wooden cask <laughs> and all i did i walked in and i got you know, I went to the cooler they have back there where they keep their bottles, and I grabbed. I didn't realize they sold this in six packs. They sell oh they sell this bourbon barrel For how corruption much? in six packs. I think it was like eighteen dollars or something like that. Wow. But I mean, a beer like this normally is in a four would yeah, be four, four for eighteen. Um, so I was perfectly all right paying six or you know getting a six pack of this for however much I needed to pay. Can't have but, a lot of the. I mean, obviously the alcohol content, but it's good, but it's definitely. It stays on your tongue. It's definitely like a dessert, like sharing yeah. beer. Like, or you maybe would almost, like a winter beer. Yeah. You're not going to drink this bottle by yourself. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, this is, God, I love it so much. But this kind of, you know, reminds me of just talking about, you know, high ABV barrel age stuff that you'd want to share there, you know. You know how into pumpkin beers I am, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm ben sure loves his I'm sure beer. October is going to be a lot of fun with the craft crew. Um, and there are there was this one I tried. There were two actually that um, Avery Brewing out of Colorado I think did last year that were different. There were two different pumpkin style beers. I think one was a rum barrel rum barrel aged pumpkin stout. Ugh. No, pumpkin, no, pumpkin ale. And then the other one was, and then I think the other one was a bourbon barrel aged pumpkin stout or something like that. That's and all was, you, bud. Yeah, but it was like, <laughs> but they came in like 12 ounce bottles like this, but it was like $12 for one. Good lord. One like, bottle? Like what the, was the ABV? Like the ABV of the rum barrel aged one was like 17%. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
But it was it was incredible though. Like it was so easily the best like pumpkin flavored beer I've had. I know you're not into that in the slightest. I'm happy for you that you found one you liked. I mean, you like. I'm excited for Halloween already. I'm excited for the (laughs) Oktoberfest season too, though, because then my favorite beer, Franz, made by Ryan Geist, comes out. Yeah. But that that'll be another day. Yeah. Back to the October is going to be. I'm a big fan of Windcast. I think they're there's a lot of bigger, quote unquote, bigger microbreweries Mm -hmm. in Cincinnati. Windcast is not one of them. Yeah. They're they're small, but they're definitely they're a chill place. It's a really good place to just go and hang out. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of like neighborhood places in Cincinnati that are just super chill. I hope they can all stay. Yeah. I hope the market isn't too saturated. Um, well, from the sound of things that I keep, you know, all the rumblings I keep hearing about around here are like, you know, people like the, there are, you know, a handful of new ones cropping up here and there whenever, but like a lot of places are getting bigger. Like Braxton uh, in oh, Covington huge. just, uh, I mean, they, they've exploded. They've mm-hmm. steadily exploded over the last like five, like three to five years. Steady explosion. I mean, <laughs> but r- really, it all started with all the Graders beer. Today. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but they, like, they just opened a, like, massive event space on the second floor of their tap room. Um, they have the labs. They have the labs in the inside of Party Source. Bunbury. Yeah. Official beer of Bunbury. Um, they partnered with, Graders, and made a black raspberry chip beer, which is re- another like you can only have one of those because they're yeah. it's just not the ABV. It was just so like thick and sweet and rich. Yeah, but that was a huge moment for them because I think Graders is a nationally, if not internationally, recognized brand, and to pair with them, yeah, it's a big, a big deal. deal. But um, and I mean we don't have Matt and Kate with us tonight, sadly. But um, there's an episode of the Real Movies podcast that I did with them in February where I, you know, we kind of did a taste test with the graders beer. And so go back and listen to that on the real movies podcast feed. Uh, if you want to learn more about the graders, black raspberry chip stout, really, really good beer. Um, and then at least around here, I know we got the jungle gyms international beer fair, I think is next weekend from the recording of this show, uh, June 15th and 16th. I think the dates are for that. Hmm. And then, I mean, you know, places are just going to be, you know, opening opening up and going crazy yeah. this summer. There's one that just opened downtown called Three Points Urban Brewery. I haven't heard of that. Um, I think it's I think it's next to the, um, it's like next, it's like in between Coffee Emporium and the uh, Justice Center, I think in downtown Cincinnati. Um, yeah, there's not a whole then, lot of like downtown yeah. breweries in Cincinnati. They're mainly in the surrounding neighborhoods, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Because parking is a nightmare in downtown. Yeah, to get to these places, but that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any idea what's going on in your neck of the woods with any breweries this summer? Not that I'm aware of. We haven't really kept up to date with them enough. We also haven't been in our neck of the woods this summer. <laughs> yeah, We've yeah. been all over. Yeah. We've been all over. We've been jet setting around, but I'm looking forward to it. We need to. Hit uh, dry ground when you're in our neck of the woods again. Yeah, yeah for sure. Check that out. Uh, they have a really cool place. Just a nice, real nice brewery. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, There's also uh, <clears throat> another brewery in Paducah. What's that one? I think it's just called like Paducah Brewers. Is it Brewworks? Yeah, Paducah yeah. Brewworks. Um, 
Well, yeah, we should we should definitely do that. But then you know you guys are jet setting this summer. You know, see if you can find. We'll be in Florida. Yeah, like you can either like either find a tap room or like if you're you know if you guys are looking for beers on the beach, go to the liquor store and find yeah. something local. Yeah. I think I did that last time I was in Florida. I just found looking like for, a six pack. Looking for summer beers. Yeah, a lot of light stuff out right now. Um, I mean. Depending on how you like it, a lot of these. You know, I think I don't think this New England IPA is going away anytime soon. But a lot of places are also breaking out the um, these sours that we're drinking. And then I know that I think Kolsch's and Pilsners and Lagers are starting to make a comeback too on the craft scene. So no, for just a long, something different because yeah. before it was, I feel like before it was nothing but IPA, 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 and then yeah. we got all these different. And I'm all for experimenting with these different types of flavors yeah sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but hey you tried i think that's what's great about craft breweries is it's a lot more on the creative side Mm -hmm. it's not just we're going to stick with the same plain jane thing ever yeah for me i like to try new stuff whenever i go to a restaurant usually i want to try something different on the menu every time i think that's great with breweries is you can try many different things you can try a bunch of different things and still be drinking responsibly because you can get a flight. Yeah, get a get a flight of different stuff. I'm always down. Off. I'm always down for that, especially if you're in a place either that you don't know or if you know some place that you like releases a ton of beers that you haven't had yet. Just go because I do that at Brink every once in a while. Because Brink in Cincinnati is my favorite brewery, and they have you know every Brink once is in, a fantastic brewery. Brink every once great. in a while, never had a bad beer from there. Yeah, every once in a while you can you know they'll release. You know, I'll see a ton of stuff that they've released that I haven't tried yet, and I'll go down and get, you know, one day after work and order a flight. And their flights are five, you know, five pretty healthy pours. Um, most places are only four. Um, go with some friends, share a flight. It's a good time. It is a good time. Um, well, Just I, to try new things. Yeah. There's you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's what we're all about here at the Craft Crew is trying new things and hanging out together and yep. having a good time. Uh, so I think we're going to finish this corruption and then if whatever drips are left in these cans we'll have to get rid of those too but i think that's all we've got for june right now i know you guys are getting ready to hit the road yeah um you guys are going to florida for the beach we are and then you're going to philadelphia and then to washington dc to round the month out yeah that's we're correct. going we're in a little stop back and home between that but it'll be good so yeah. maybe we'll uh we'll check out some of the breweries yeah. Around there. We should probably... I I don't know about any of the beer scene in Philadelphia or D.C., but I imagine they probably have some good stuff. The DC, city's that big. D.C.'s got some. I looked into it when you and I went yeah. uh, there last time, but um, I'm sure Philly's got some good stuff, and then I know for a fact that Florida is, cu- is yeah, on the Florida call, too. Yeah, Florida's good at brewing beer. Um, so keep an eye out for that while you guys are gone, and then I'll look forward to hearing your report back on the july show which hopefully matt and kate will be joining us for i'm i mean i don't think anybody's more bent out of shape over missing tonight than matt was because like i was trying to get them to facetime with us so we could get them get them on the mic and so that we could kind of hang out face to face because they're 500 miles away from where we are but um you know they were swamped with you know work and then schoolwork and uh stuff and he just yeah that's what i told him i was like dude it's all right (laughs) life happens i nobody gets it more than more than we do so 
Um, yeah, I think that's it for now, and we'll uh, we'll see you in July. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Cheers.